Everyone Deserves a Place to Call Home is a collection of stories about people's experiences of homelessness. Funded by the Town of Victoria Park, the project acknowledges that homelessness can be defined in many different ways and affects many different people, and aims to raise awareness because shelter is a basic human right and everyone deserves a place to call home. This is Victor's story. I'm currently a social worker and also a teacher. I migrated into Australia in the year 2014 from Nigeria, western part of Africa, to Australia for a greener pasture, like the hopes of coming to a land that is uh, peaceful, uh, more opportunities for young people to make a better living. Before migrating into Australia, I never understood the definition of homelessness. I never understood the definition of being homeless as a person. I am from a family of six. My parents and my mom and dad are very well-to-do. And they, you know, we, I left a family where we had house helps, we had six cars, we had houses in a, in a, in a single house. We had about six bedrooms. It's a massive house, six cars at my disposal. Then I moved there with the hope of having a better future. Doing social work in one of the universities in Australia, it's a very eye-opener because at some point I had to move to uh, Bunbury to finish my course. And at this point, I was facing between jobs. I know there was high difficulty in securing a permanent job because as an international student, there's a lot of restrictions we have. We have limited working hours and no employer would want to sign you as a full-time staff because of that. So sometimes I have to sleep in my car on campus sometimes. I remember one particular night where I slept in the car and I got a knock around 2.30 a.m. And I was told, I might, you, can't, you can't stay here because, you know, this is, uh, you're not allowed to sleep in a car park. And I'm like, okay was freezing, cold. My other option is either to stay in the hotel or stay in a backpacker. At this point, all I wanted to do is come from my lectures, go back. Come from my lectures, go back. Because the cost of living again, the cost of transportation and everything. That night, I had to move to the beach to sleep, park my car around the corner and sleep. So I did that for back to back, maybe six, six eight months, nine months. And another example I had is the difficulty as an international student to even secure a a place to live, whereby the real real estate would ask you, um, do you have a referee? Moving here as an international student, one of the things we don't have is referees to back us up when you apply for a place because you just moved here. And they want someone to say, oh, yeah, I know this person. And, you know, so the only only alternative option is to get a place where it's like individual uh, rental so that you don't have to go through the stages of rent and all that. The only alternative we have is to get like a one-on-one rental or someone without going through the process of... um, Rent uh, renting process. Um, 
so I live in many places that it's just a shocking um, experience where I pay for a bedroom thinking that it's a two bedroom and wake up in wake up next morning and see like five people in the lounge. And I asked the guy who I was paying to, and he was like, Victor, you only pay for the room. The, re- the other part of the place <laughs> of the house can be, can be for anyone. And I was like, oh, wow, that's very different. And also, you know, having this kind of experiences kind of brought more light to when COVID hit. At the peak of COVID, you could see where the government officials were even advising international students to go back to their country who are facing housing and homelessness. There's no social support for them. There's nothing, even the universities don't really have any kind of support for the international student. And they've been asked, you know, go back home. And when you say someone to go back home, to where? Because... Everyone is facing a pandemic. It's not, it's not just uh, a particular country. It's the world pandemic. And you've been also pushed to pay your school fees. I know a lot of uh, international students who face lots of <laughs> housing and homelessness. And not because of not wanting to work, but because of their visa restrictions and because of... Um, employers not willing to take the risk of employing a casual or even people losing their jobs, especially during COVID, because the first set of people that will lose their jobs were international students. And that's why at some point the government made some adjustments to let uh, people in aged care, in nursing, um, work more hours, more full-time hours which shows that there's a lot of support that international students gave into Australia, especially during um, pandemic, where the most people that were working in these sectors were international migrants from different places because they have to survive whatever they have to do to survive. That's what they had to do. And they stood up for Australia in the most needed time where everyone was afraid to work. This to me shows that international students have been in pandemic for a very long time, even before the before pandemic hits. And all we asking for, because we know there's no like social services, there's no other uh, kind of support, is just a recog- recognition of I know if schools have programs, have developmental um, ideas of how international students can have a better living. Like, what does it make sense when you have room for refugees to come in, but for investors that come in, yeah, you don't have the best assistance for them to understand Australia as a being a social worker and also a trainer in an international school has made me use the opportunity to pass information network with other organizations on how to assist international students facing difficulties in housing and homelessness. And we know that the definition of housing and homelessness, according to the social work theory, is living in an unstable environment, living in a place that you don't know where what's going to happen tomorrow, living in a place where you don't know if you're actually welcome to be there. 
That is homelessness. Thank you for listening. Center for Stories is a not-for-profit organization with charitable status. Our team is small and nimble, and we love what we do. To help us to continue to support diverse storytellers, consider a small donation. You can donate at centerforstories.com.